Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. I am so thrilled to welcome my guest today. Guys, you're in for a treat. I'm speaking to Joanne Light, who is basically an expert, an expert with a doctorate in counselling and education. Now, Joanne is certified in coaching and emotional intelligence training. So after 30 years in education as a teacher, a counsellor and a higher education, higher education administrator, Joanne decided to create a retirement career in coaching. She decided not to rest on her laurels. <laughs> However, more important than any credential, life experience as a parent has truly led her to her passion for working with families just like yours and mine. Joanne fully understands firsthand parents' feelings of burnout helplessness and stress. So my love, Joanne, I am so thrilled that you and I are talking. Finally, it's good to chat to you. It's good to chat with you, Kai. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So yeah, we're today we're really sort of talking, is it safe to say that we're talking all about feelings and, and sort of emotional oh. intelligence? Would that be yes. fair? That would be fair. And that sometimes makes people pretty uncomfortable. I, yeah, I tell you, yeah, exactly. And I think not only um, I'm, I, sort of the parents, but I know definitely teens. Teens don't want to talk about their feelings. Sometimes, actually, in fairness, they don't even know what they're feeling because they sort of haven't quite tuned into that. So really? I know that you try and encourage parents in order to support their kids' emotional intelligence. We actually need to get tuned into our own. Is that fair? Right. Yes. And there's, there's emotional intelligence. It's not this uh, concept that is like elusive. There are skills involved and you can learn them at any stage. And if you learn them and model them, your kids will be more comfortable talking about their feelings because uh, emotional intelligence, all, all emotions are is information. It, you, you have a thought or something happens and you emotionally react to it. So what you want to do is deal with your emotions and not repress them and put them, put them aside. So you know how you go around all day and people say, how are you? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? And well, why don't, why, why don't people ask that question and really mean it? Well, sometimes they think people don't really care. They're afraid to be judged. They don't really know how to be honest. They don't have the language skills to describe and they're so used to saying, oh, I'm okay, I'm fine, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the standard response, isn't it? It's the most standard response. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's, it's. I think some people are taught not to talk about their feelings. Yeah. Um, one day when I asked an audience about how, how, how are you feeling? They said, I, I, I feel like I'm in the witness protection program. I was taught never to share anything. So <laughs> I think 
We do. We pass along that. And I do remember my parents, at least, which is a, a generation, more than a generation ago, when I would say, gee, I feel just worried about, and they'd say, don't worry, everything's okay. Yeah. And that You'll is fine. You'll be fine. Just stop fussing. You'll be fine. You're that's, quite right. That's, and that's very dismissive. And it doesn't create um, a trust, I think, relationship with your kids because you're not, you're afraid to talk about feelings. If you're afraid to talk about your feelings and you haven't examined yourself, it's hard to expect your kids to learn that. And I think teens, I love teens, Kai. I bet you do too. I think yeah, they're I think they're very I think they're given a very bad press. I think that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. They've gotten a bad rap. I, I mean, yes, they're a little impulsive and risk taking and um and push and pull, but they can be very insightful and their brains are at a stage where you know they're they can learn anything. And yeah. I, I think that they'd be more apt to ask and respond if they were given the opportunity in a, a very uh comfortable you know, environment where it's safe to talk about your feelings, where that's the natural thing that happens in the house, you know, that we talk about our feelings. I, but I think for, for, for some parents, um, they are scared to ask um, because maybe they don't want to hear what their kids are feeling. Yeah. Maybe they're not used to asking the question. You're quite right. It comes from the, you know, sort of generationally, doesn't it? Yes. But I think also it, it's just sort of, well, what happens if my teen says something and I don't know how to answer or I don't know how to fix it or I don't know how to sort it out that for them? So it's best just sort of smoothing it over and pretending it's going to be OK. Right. So what, why why do we not should we not be sort of getting away with that? Why? You know, what what's what's so important about digging that little bit deeper, Joanne? I, I think if you understand, first of all, if you're self-aware and you understand you'll your emotions, you can help your child deal with his or hers. And you don't have to have the answer to fix it. We shouldn't be fixing. What we should be doing is asking them how they feel. And if they have the language skills to describe that feeling, um, well, why do you, why do you feel that? What happened to make you feel that way? Or what did something happen in your past that is making you respond in that way? Or what can I do to help? Period. I think if the if you open up to your kids and listen carefully and try to help them get to the root of it, like I think here's an example: kids come home from school and say, "Oh, I'm so stressed out." Okay, what do, do they really under? What do you mean by stressed out? I think you have to. It's like being an emotion scientist. You have to dig away the la the layers, peeling yep. the onion back. Okay, so stressed out. Was there a test? That made you feel um, scared or did somebody treat you not nicely or did the teacher seem dismissive? There's so many things that could be described as stressed out. Maybe they're just overwhelmed because they have so much homework. And that's far less frightening for a parent than stressed out because yes, stress, you think about anxiety and all the pressure they're under and it perhaps makes you respond in a different way. I just think it's it's not easy, but you need to really it, recognize feelings and have the ability to understand and label them. Should we do the acronym? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. But I, I was just sort of, uh -huh. I was just sort of wanting to sort of stop you there and sort of say, "Got me," because how, I'll just say, oh, oh, no, oh no, 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 I don't <laughs> worry. We're, we're going to get it. But what sort of 
and so makes me laugh is so some parents will say, well, because I've got an exercise which sort of basically tries to tease information. And and they sort of the parents come back to me and sort of say, Well, my teen's just not playing ball, they're not telling me anything. Because and I sort of say, Well, you know, it's probably because they're not used to speaking to you. So how do we encourage our teens? or our kids or ourselves to actually talk about it when we, or is this where your acronym's coming in? Because if we're not used to it, it's like, what are you talking about? Why are you asking me how I'm feeling? Because, you know, why would you care? You didn't care sort of, you know, three days ago. So how do we break that sort of gridlock? I think you have to really tell them, maybe share how you are feeling and how you are learning to, to cope with your own feelings. I think if we can talk about our emotions, first you have to, and maybe that is a good lead into the to the acronym of what really emotional uh, intelligence, emotion skills are. They're really very practical skills. So that's why I feel people can learn them at any stage of life. This, First is, thing, this is what I've done, isn't it? So that we can learn, you have created um, a, a, a sort of an acronym, a, a mnemonic, which helps us sort of break it down into baby steps, haven't you? Right. Right. This is this uh, is where we get to learn, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I I have to I can't take credit for it. I've studied it, but I mean, there the the permission to feel guy has a whole mood meter quadrant color. Do you feel red today? Are you yellow? Yeah, today? You. Anyway, the first skill really is recognizing your emotions, um, and I, I I know we do it ourselves. If uh, Anger is the go-to emotion when we deal with our kids. Well, yeah, that's not so healthy because really, if you take a breath and think about it, um, what am I really feeling? And you have to understand your own, try to recognize your own feelings. And the, when your kid comes home, you have to recognize and deal with what you think your child is feeling. And if you give it your full attention, it's all about showing up. Um, we to recognize emotions, you also, it, it makes you help others and help yourself. So you, you want to have empathy and listen. So recognizing emotions is, is about um, listening, trying to get um, a sense of what someone might be feeling, their facial expressions, their body language, their cues, their tone of voice. That's how we, the first thing you have to do is recognize. And well, first of all, you have to acknowledge that emotions exist there. You know, we have a thousand emotions, Kai, all day long. We yeah. are all emotion. Emotions make us human. We have as many emotions. It's sort of like breathing. You know, it's. Well, happy- and I think that's the thing. I think the thing is, is that this is what emotions, they, they, they are there to protect us, to keep us safe, to educate us, to warn us. And I think the thing is, is that a lot of the time we sort of do the la 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 la, fingers in ears. I've got to be happy. I've got to have it all sussed out. I've got to do do it right. Yeah. And so we suppress the negative ones, don't we? And then and we they come of- up more often. Totally. And then we sit there and go, well, I'm doing this wrong because I should be happy all the time. So I'm rubbish at this. So, you know, and so we beat ourselves up. Right. And and that, first of all, this is not easy. You're going to make mistakes and it's okay. You're not, we're, none of us is perfect. But I, I, I really believe that we all see emotions as inconvenient. Yes. Time consuming, scary. Um, so we want to, they're addictive too, and, and it makes you vulnerable to talk about your emotions, but, you know, but if, if everyone were more, if, if it were more the the go-to, um, option, uh, I think that 
everyone would would benefit. I, I have to tell you that um, when studies that show that CEOs and parents and teachers and doctors um, who are are about to hire tech companies, I read an article recently where tech companies, when they look to hire someone new, yeah, they want them to have computer skills yeah. or, but more important, they want them to be sure that they can cooperate in a team, that yeah. they have a certain amount of creativity, that they have, that they're competent and confident. They know how to deal with conflict yeah, and, and, exactly. and play nice. So, and those are quote unquote, the soft skills. Yeah. And I, I don't like calling them soft skills, but if you're emotional, if you have some emotional intelligence, if you, you know, a degree of it, that that's what they're talking about. You know, your your IQ gets you in the door, but your, your EQ. Yeah, but it's your it's your emotions that get you sort of you know over the threshold, isn't it? And and, and sort of get gets you further. And I Much think the harder, thing is absolutely is is you were saying about recognizing. I think the thing is is that we recognize that yeah, emotions are there. Emotions are that you know are, are important. Um, but it's also recognizing that there aren't just, as you said, there aren't just two or three. There are thousands of them. So when someone comes in and go, well, I'm feeling angry, it's the, oh, hang on a minute. Is that the same angry as yesterday? Oh, no, no, no. Yesterday, someone sort of, you know, yeah, I'm just frustrated like, yesterday. Yeah, today, something totally different. And actually, I think the more we discuss it, the more we can add volume to our, our sort of emotional vocabulary, I guess. Absolutely. Okay, so that that you're up to skill three. Uh, oh my gosh! Well, let's rewind because your 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 acronym is ruler, isn't it? Yes, so we've the acronym is ruler. So recognizing is the first step. Got you. Um, and and not being afraid to ask and not judging. Don't judge your own feelings or those of everyone around you. That, no judging. It. We, 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 we need to recognize what our kids' body language is, what they're, like, they're likely to be like when they come through the door. But as we sort of said at the beginning, we need to be more in tune with ourselves as well, don't we? So totally. we need to recognize that, you know, maybe our kids coming in from school in a bad mood is always going to set us on the back foot and make us sort of anxious. So we need to be mindful and recognize our own emotions as exactly. well. Exactly. And, and find the time and place. So what is it? Is it is it by recognizing it? Do we just label it? Is that is it as simple as that? Labeling well, that? I it? think after you recognize it, I like to say that, and the U is for understanding. Try oh, to figure out oh, okay. what it is that's triggering that emotion in you. And I sometimes ask myself, well, wait, am I angry, or I'm, or am I angry at myself? Am I, um, am I scared? Am I frustrated? No. Um. All of those things. What is the root of it? What might have caused that feeling? Um, what do we need? Um, what's going on to make us have that feeling? And what do you? What do I need right now? And what have I used in the? What other skills in the past have I used to deal with this? I mean, it sounds very, you know, like silly, perhaps. But no, no, no. There's a lot going on there. Isn't understanding, there? because you know, when your kid. Um, it, it gets all emotional and has a meltdown. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's all yeah. kinds of stuff going on. And we know our teens are on an emotional roller coaster anyway. But yeah. I, I think it's practice trying to understand, um, you know, when they come home and say, I hate school and I'm not going back. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. You hate it's a journey to try to understand. So you really have to dig deep. And Mark Brackett calls it being an emotion scientist. 
don't be an emotion. It is a science. You're quite right. Yeah. But I think the thing also, which is, and this is probably where the scary bit comes in, is that to understand sometimes these issues, these emotions can be quite deep rooted, can't they? And they can go back to previous hurts or previous programming or from, from, you know, sort of our own childhood. So sometimes the things that are sort of coming to, um, you know, bother us in the present is stuff way, way back from the past. Joanne, that can be horrid to unpack for some people. That's very hard to unpack. And it, 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 you don't have to totally unpack. I think you have to be aware of it. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's you can enough. just recognize, like, I hear myself yelling at my kid all the time. It's frustrating. It's not making me feel good. I feel guilty. Wait a minute. Where is this coming from? I mean, did you grow up with a household that was people were screaming and yelling at each other all the time? I, I think that's a trauma that is in your kind of in your DNA. Yeah. and. You have to work hard to not do it, but we all know, and that's getting off topic, but yelling never accomplishes anything. Yeah. Uh, so, lectures and yelling just like are off when you're dealing with your teens. Those are two yeah. things. And trying to fix it. We, I, I've been there. I'm guilty. I tried to fix it. That was definitely not, not a good parenting response. <laughs> But we we all learn, don't we? I mean, and, and that's the thing. We do we do the very best we can with the information and the knowledge that we've got at the time. But when I th- I can't even remember sort of it is it was it sort of Maya Angelou sort of says when you yes. know better you do you do better. And so you know that's yeah, that's what, and, she and actually, I, what she said was um, you're not going to remember um, what someone did for you. You're not going to remember what they did to you, but you will, I'm not doing it right, but you no, you're remember right. yeah. how they made you feel. Yeah. I think yeah. feelings, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. it's, it's, that's, that's the baseline, um, thing. And it is, you're right. It's really hard for parents, I think, to come to that and being self-aware is not, not easy. And it is generational. But also it is it is also quite enlightening as well, because I, mm-hmm. I've looked at sort of some of my sort of be it childhood hurts or, or worries or fears and sort of working out and going, oh, my word, I felt that I went through that. There's no way I'm going to do that as a parent. So, I mean, there, there are plus points and negative points, aren't there, is the fact that we can once we recognize and understand what's going on it's a bit like a math problem once you understand it you, it, right. it, it the sort of you know the scales fall away you suddenly realize oh okay i've got it now right. but i think that's what happens is once you start get that level of understanding i think it, there's a degree of forgiveness and compassion and all that other stuff but for yourself think, right yeah really? but i think you're quite right when you said we don't always just being aware of it can sometimes be enough we don't have to go and unpack everything do we Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it might be wise for you to so do, but we I don't know that we ever totally unpack everything. But you certainly don't want to add that to your child's emotional well-being. Uh, Emotional intelligence really leads to kids that are much more um, have better mental, emotional health and well-being. It's just clear. I mean, if kids don't want to talk to you. Sometimes I think it's because they're afraid to burden you. They don't want to upset you. They don't want to be judged by you. Um, They don't, they don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, they feel guilty because they're going to, 
you know, how can you help mom? You can't help. You don't get it. Yeah. If you can talk about it enough and have this open, this open relationship, you know, where you, and in the beginning it's hard and it may take 10 times trying, you know, how do you feel? What's going on here? Because this, the, 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 the mental health issues that our kids are going through at the minute, I don't remember myself or, I mean, I remember feeling sort of, you know, bad and uncomfortable and lack of confidence. But I'm seeing so many more mental health, serious mental health issues for our kids than for previous generations. And that might be a generalized. What is it? Is it because we're now getting in touch with our feelings and we're we're sort of lifting the lid? Or is it because we, I don't know, do do you you know what I'm sort of trying to ask? I think it has, I I totally agree with you. And mental health, depression and anxiety among young people is just through the roof. We don't have necessarily as much health care as we need for it. I think some of it is because we're recognizing it's there. I think if I was depressed when I was a teen, you know, who knew, you know? So I think our awareness of those issues, the anxiety, the stress, the, the, oppositional defiance all those labels and things are just we know more about them so it's easier to assign them however the suicide rate for kids between the ages of 10 and 24 are like way higher than they were just four or five years all the more reason to talk about feelings isn't it exactly and parents to recognize and if you think your kid is withdrawn and you try to come to to a conversation about it and or if their behavior changes or their grades are changing it's up to the adults in their life to to try to push yeah. and find out and i think kids are are responsive to it and you know you have to talk to your kids when they're 9 and 10 about pornography yeah. and sex and all those. Okay. <laughs> just they're so exposed to everything the world is different than when i grew up certainly and even okay. with my own children who are young adults now it wasn't nearly as There was drugs and alcohol and scary things, but I think it's these kids have so much to worry about and so much, so many wonderful opportunities. But on the other hand, it it has a flip side. Um, I I think your your kids are probably the same as mine. Is that they were growing up with all those, but they didn't have social media and and the internet so much. So so um, I think now our kids uh, at a much much younger age are privy to information that maybe. They are not emotionally equipped to deal with. Exactly. So that's why parents who become emotionally intelligent and recognize their own emotions, try to understand them. And the next letter is L for labeling. And if you can, you brought it up. There's a there's thousands of words for emotions. Happy and sad are just not good enough. You know, and I, first of all, I don't really believe in, in the goal being to be happy because who knows? Yeah what that means. Some days you're going to be joyful and ecstatic and other days you're going to be hopeless and helpless and, and miserable. And well, I go on an hourly basis, forget about a daily basis. I mean, our emotions go up and down the whole time, the whole day, don't they? For everybody. It's like breathing. I'm happy. I'm unhappy. I'm worried. I'm anxious, you know, and I think, and fear is a big thing. I think people are just fear holds them back. You know, it triggers that amygdala very fast yeah. and your yeah. your critical thinking doesn't, you have to learn how to put your thinking in order. And for kids, we know that's harder because 
that piece of their brain is still developing. So it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's hard, but I really feel so strongly that asking the question, how do you feel? Yeah. Um, and, and mean it when you ask that question. Yeah. Um, is great. And a denial, denial begins when you fail to ask, you know, I, I think you're quite right. This is this sort of resonates so well with me because I've got an exercise. It's sort of three questions to ask your uncommunicative team. So, I mean, it basically says what it does, what it says on the tin. But one of the questions is what's your word? And it's giving your child the opportunity to sort of say in one word how they're feeling. And as you sort of say, happy or sad just isn't is not enough. it's you know so shit or crap you know we want a proper describing word and and this is where kids you know because if they sort of say angry a bit like as I've just sort of said is well is that same angry as yesterday or and they go oh no 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 this is and then it's just teasing out of them so they themselves and and it's the same with our own with our own emotions isn't it well how am I feeling anxious yeah but is this the same anxious as it was three hours ago? Oh, no, this is different. Yeah, this what is... happened to make me anxious right now. You know? Yes. Like, yeah. And, and I Are think you rushing I... to get somewhere because you're going to be late. I mean, that's a different kind of anxiety than my kid is definitely doing drugs. You know what I mean? There's just. I see. And I think the more we ask ourselves and our kids this, the more we. And, you know, sort of, uh, we, well, the, the more we sort of, you know, understand, the more we add to our vocabulary so that we can. And a, an emotion vocabulary, it's yeah. probably 2000 words in, at least in English, to describe emotions. It's, it's endless. And it, it's like storytelling. If you can, it, the more emotions um, and uh, you can really, I think it, it leads to connection. I mean, yeah. I'm at, I'm labeling. I'm feeling. Um, uh, I'm feeling mean. <laughs> what? Why are you feeling mean? So let let's talk. What What can you do? What can you help me as a parent? What can I do to help you? Yeah. What do you need from me right now? Yeah. You no. Know, and it's also easy to get defensive when you're a parent. I mean, we all do it. It's yeah. just. Well, what do you mean you feel that way? <laughs> I, mean, I gave you this, and we just did this, and. Where is this coming from? And the, once in a while, that's okay. We're going to all s- screw up. Yeah. Apologize. Say, you know what? That was a triggered reaction. Let's talk about it. And if you can't, if you're, if you feel too emotional or angry at one point, you, you need to sort of have a meta moment and back off. And uh, I try to put an image in my head, you know, of something that makes me feel good. And I say, I'm, I'm really trying to be the best I can be. Let's put my best foot forward, yeah. whatever you can do to sort of let it go and say, can we have a date? Let's, let's tomorrow, let's talk about this. Yeah. But constantly giving them the opportunity to start a conversation or to buy into a conversation. So labeling is really important. I never really thought about that till I, dealt with the, uh, this permission to feel thing because um it's true we we use limited words to describe as you have a million different you know yeah and, and connotations. There, there are thousands of words but we probably only use about 20 and That's i think exactly that's right. is and i think the thing is is that um 
when our kids use words that trigger us, that make us feel defensive, that make us go into de- denial, we sort of tend to either, we do sort of, you know, a number of things, but we tend to either close down or problem solve or negate. But it's very rarely do we sort of sit down and go, okay, right, come on then, t- tell me about this. Let's work this out. It Usually it's a sort of, you know, there, there, don't cry, you'll be fine. And it's, no, no, it's, it's look, I'm hurting here or whatever it is. We need to dig, don't we? We need to to dig and have empathy and good listening skills. Because your kids say to you, you know how they say, you don't get me. Well, well, tell me, tell me what you need. What, what do you, what am I, you know, you can reflect back to them what you hear them saying and have them um, try to elaborate a little bit more and think about what other emotions uh, they are having it because I think we make assumptions about people when they say, I'm really so happy right now, yeah. Yeah. you know, or I'm feeling kind of upset and sad. Um, well, we assume that some, you know, you as a parent, you say, Oh my God, you know, yeah. he's going to kill himself tomorrow, you know, yes, it, exactly. It, it just too many assumptions. So I, and it, but it takes practice, Kai. You have to, be doing it with your kids and you do it with your partner, with your friends. If they see you, you know, modeling emotional intelligence, boy, it's going to be a lot easier for them to catch on because I think our team, even our teens, they really need us. They, they really want you to get them. Totally. Totally. Tell me this, because we need to model this. I totally understand that. But how far do we go? I mean, picture, The mum that is possibly going through a separation, possibly losing her house, possibly going through debt. I mean, she's not going to sit down and tell her 12-year-old daughter, oh, my God, you know, I don't even think that we've got a roof over our head next week. I mean, what what is the, 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 you know, where where are the boundaries? How do we learn the boundaries that actually it needs to be age-appropriate or too much is too much or, oh, well, hang on a minute, you just told me I'm not saying enough. How do we know... What's the right level of information to give our kids? Well, I think one of the keys is developmental. I think when you're talking to your 15-year-old, you do it differently than maybe when you talk to your 11-year-old. You've, yeah. you, you're correct about that. And the, the mother you described has got so much stress and anxiety on her plate uh, that, you know, if she can under, recognize that, she shouldn't, you, you should not unload on your kids. I'm yeah. not recommending you unload. But maybe you can tell a little story. Well, mommy's worried right now because um, I'm, there's, I don't, my job is not paying me enough to be able to do ABC. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you should go, go for it. And you don't want your family to be sitting around in a circle talking about emotions all day long. I'm not suggesting that. It's, yeah. it's really more subtle. And I think that mom should reach out for help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, if you understand what you want to offer your kid, try to find some help in, in how to frame it and yeah. how to how to deal with it. It It is a lot. I mean, that's why I think you go to a therapist or a coach or a yeah. friend and, and get help when it, it, it overwhelms you. And I, yeah, and I think the thing is, is that um, a lot of the time when we feel like that or if we're backed in a corner, we tend to react in a negative way to our kids. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that. yeah. 
and 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 I think it's it's therefore also important then to explain to them. I'm really sorry because I've done it. I, I remember doing it when my kids were four. I'm sorry I was a shouty mum, but you exactly. know, and, and not. I'm worried about the mortgage payments, but I've just had a bit of a bad day. And they go, oh, because I think the thing is, is that our kids need to understand that our responses invariably has nothing to do with them. Right. And you have to explain that. It's me. I I had a tough day. You know, my boss, you know, I just need some time right now. My boss was really impossible today. You know, I just feel like I need some time alone. Self-care is critical to to good parenting. Yeah, Yeah, we all know that. And, and I think it's also important um, that, you know, when, when we're sort of speaking to our kids is to explain to them that, yes, we have ups and downs, but that's exactly what they are. And, and it, everything is permanent, isn't it? <laughs> temporary, sorry. Everything exactly. is temporary. So, you know, we have we might be feeling fantastic one minute and then not so great the next. But, since, you know, we, we pick up again. And I think it's teaching kids especially those when we were were just talking about sort of suicide, but those kids or anyone that is feeling really down, that actually this too is only temporary. Right. And if it's not, then again, you reach out and get some help that they feel comfortable asking for help and you offering that to them. Because life does have ups and downs, doesn't it? and, And it's always going to be like that. So I think that's why... By recognizing and understanding those feelings, um, that they are two sides, well, you know, two sides of the same coin. There is going to be the good, there's going to be the bad, and we have to embrace both, don't we, Joanne? Exactly. And when you to speak to that point, again, when your kid is your teen comes home and is so emotional and so upset, and you're trying to get to what's causing it, um, you can only do so much. And then an hour later, he or she is fine. Yes. You know. You and then you say, okay, you know that you learn to problem solve that way, and it, and it models. If you say, "Gee, I really was worried. You seem to be upset about A, B, C, D," and let's talk about it some more, or you seem fine now. Did how did you resolve it, or how are you feeling yeah. now? I think if you just can follow up, and it's it's hard. It, it, it's being vulnerable. So the E, by the way, the next one, which we've already been talking about is expressing your feelings, knowing when to do it, where to do it, with whom it's safe to do it. You don't okay. just go up to a stranger and start when they say, how are you? And you start going on and on. Well, <laughs> my mother died and my uncle is not very nice. And my kids, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not, it's, it's sort of framing it in um, how you can, how you're feeling in and I and I think the thing is is that you know I'm I'm keeping that bit in by the way because you know I could edit, I I could edit it out but that's a prime example of just being able to roll with it and just to sort of you know just cope with emotions and feelings and 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 when life throws you a curveball because we need to deal with that don't we right. absolutely and that's what builds resilience I mean it's not going to be an easy linear path all the time I think we. We all need to understand that emotions are tough and that if you have some emotional intelligence and you can express them and then you get to the last R, Kai, which is regulating them, you really have developed, you develop strategies for making sure you keep your emotions where they should be and when it helps you understand where others are coming from and it helps, helps you. So regulating your emotion, self-regulation is critical. 
But I think, and I think that was really, that's really important because I mean, as you sort of said just a minute ago, is the fact that when we sort of, you know, we come back to our teens and touch base and sort of said, you know, how, how are you feeling now? Or you got over that? What happened? And how did you sort of sort stuff out? That's a brilliant way of showing our teens that they actually manage to deal with situations. But let's not just gloss over it. Let's pull it back and work out what you did because you'll be able to use the same sort of experience next time. Next time, yes, because resilience is not just being able to bounce back. It's 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 learning something from the yeah. experience, you know, yeah. and you build that. As you develop these skills, um, your brain sort of, I think, just attunes to it. And it becomes a more natural process. It's that neuroplasticity, isn't it? It's the more you do something, the more you practice, the more you sort of manage to get out of a scrape or regulate your your emotions, whatever it is, the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit. I mean, I I sort of teach people all about sort of box breathing and it's, you know, just to sort of calm the emotions. Breath work is brilliant for Mm -hmm. for sort of calming down that fight or flight. That's a great strategy for regulating your emotions. Isn't it? But if we don't practice it, if we don't sort of stop and go, oh my, that's what I did there. And yeah, sure enough, it did work. Although if we don't sort of pull back and and, and reflect and and, reg- and and learn these regulations, then we sort of don't we don't sort of bed in that learning, do we? That absolutely. You're you and the neuroplasticity is so important for especially the teens because yeah. they really they can, they're learning at such a rapid pace. Yeah. Um, and they, they, the practice is really critical. It's and like I, playing an instrument, you know? It is. And that's right. It's, it's being that concert, concert pianist. You're not going to sit down and do Rachmaninoff's whatever concerto without doing your arpeggios, your scales. And so it's, it's, yeah. teaching, it's teaching ourselves to acknowledge that actually we do have those tools to deal with what our own feelings and yeah. those of the people around you. That's what regulation is, is, is really learning how to deal with their emotions. So it's recognize, understand, label, express, and regulate. You got it. You're a That's genius. Brilliant. You've got it. You're ready to teach it. <laughs> Tell me you're just doing one. it. I just put it. It's just this. Oh, is it's fantastic. Oh, it's a fantastic word. But just tell me, if, 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 I sort of, if I'm sort of a hot-headed mom or if I'm a teenager that keeps on going off on, you know, sort of a, on a sort of a rampage in my head, give, have you got one go-to sort of technique that you would use to help um, your clients and your parents at, to, to help them just turn down the gas, just sort of calm it all down a bit? Well, I think your breathing is is one thing. Uh, uh, I believe stepping back, consciously, almost literally stepping back and breathing and trying to put an image, how can I reframe this? Immediately ask yourself, how, how can I bring this down a level? I mean, how to calm the situation, how to promote calm. And if you can't, I say, Walk away. Yeah, cool. Uh, if your child, if everybody's safe, if there's not yeah. a safety issue involved, I think sometimes it's just, you know, explain what you're going to do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about a situation where everyone's worked up and, and yeah, excited. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, it's just when our emotions, our big emotions are getting the better of us. Uh, until you can feel calm, you 
you walk away, you can walk away or step away and tell them. I, I would prefer someone to walk away at first saying, I just can't do this right now. I really want to take care of this. We'll, we, we can talk about it later. I promise I'm on your side because you don't want them to think you're the, you know, the enemy, yeah. the advocate. I'm on your side. I'm, I'm willing to listen and we, we can work this through. I just can't do it now. I just can't. And yeah. remove yourself from the situation. I'll come back and revisit when, when things have Take a date. Down. I'll see you tonight up in your room, you know, be after your homework. I, I just think, and I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do. Uh, it's so easy when the temperature rises, you know, and I, I have a son who at one stage of his life, he could go from zero to a hundred in 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was hard to, to keep up. Yes, it so, is. It is. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it, but it's, and again, I think practice, I think practice helps that. It's amazing how you can learn to really do something in your own brain to calm yourself down and to look at the situation and be empathic. Wow. He is really upset. What yeah. is happening here? What is going on? Yeah. You know, it's just. Because it's walking a mile in someone else's shoes, isn't it, Jan? Totally. You know, yeah. and it's hard to have empathy for these teens because you we're not in middle school now. What middle school is like, yeah. you know, the popularity, all those things you can try to understand, but it has to be really explained to you. You can read all the books you want, but I mean, you're not in your middle schoolers shoes when yeah, you're right. someone's bullying them on the playground. It's very different than it used to be. So yeah. I think, um, you know. It just takes practice. My love, thank you. R-U-L-E-R. -E you have a download. I'm going to pop it in the show notes uh, and opt in for people to um, sign up to this because I think um, it's, a, it's a wee gift from you um, to the listeners just so we can get a real handle and start practicing this, putting it into right. practice. Right. And anyone, I, they can email me. Um, I will, you know, do a complimentary session or just chat. I, I like to respond to e just emails in general when somebody has a specific question. That's fabulous. Well, all your information is going to be in the show oh, notes. That's though. great. And Joanne, I, forgive me for my husband's stat, sat phone. The Harbor listen, Master really has nothing to say about emotions today. <laughs> but, but let's hope he's safe and sound because that's all I, the matters. That's, it. that's what's important. That, that is so is. what's important. So, 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 I have to ask you, how are you feeling? I am feeling gratitude that 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 you and I have been able to speak um and I am excited for for this um this episode to go out and um I better find one other thing I'm actually it's it, as time of recording it's 5 p.m in the evening in the UK so right. I'm just I'm I'm just hopeful for a quiet and relaxing evening and I hope you have that thank you Jan how are you feeling I'm feeling Good that we got through the conversation. I'm feeling like, oh, I wish I could have used my labeling abilities to describe it even more. But I, it's just, I feel that this is a key. Just think if everybody, I'm just feeling grateful that I had the opportunity to talk about it because I if everybody really was emotionally intelligent, just think how different oh, wow. the world it be, would be. Wouldn't it be a different ballpark? It would be fantastic. So good. Joan, much love and thank you so much. Thank you. Speak soon. I hope so.
thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.